Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray this message helps you connect to God as you find your place, reveal your purpose, and unlock your potential. Let's head live to Pastor Chris for today's powerful message. I'm excited about all this ministry stuff we're doing. Hey, listen, I've been on this series on faith, and you know, today I just want to take a different way of looking at it, because here's, here's where I'm at. I really feel with this. Okay, I've been giving you a lot of truth about faith, showing you that faith is a belief, showing you that you got to release your faith, a ton of stuff about faith. You know what I mean? How to believe. We, we learn light, right? You please God with faith. You obtain the promises of God by faith. You do all this cool stuff with faith, right? And this week, I really felt like God was like, hey, show them what it looks like to see through the eyes of faith and then kind of show them what it looks like if you're not looking through the eyes of faith, you're looking through the eyes of fear. Because here's what you got to realize. Faith has an opposite. And the opposite of believing something you would think would be unbelief. But really it's fear. And fear is labeled in like unbelief and doubt and negative and all these things. So it's kind of like a link. And I kind of felt like sometimes in life, to figure out what something is, you got to see what it's not. You know what I mean? Like, oh, if, it, if it's not, well, what's faith? Well, let me show you a little bit of what fear looks like. And then you could say, oh, maybe I ain't in faith as much as I need to be and make some adjustments. Because I, I like to call it like this. Like, it's a diagnostic report, you know? Like, you know when you bring your car, man? And they like, the things are all computers now. You don't know, right? You press a button in the car, start, I don't even understand what's going on in there. And what do they do? Like, we got a mechanic guy in here, Paul. He, put, he goes, ah, oh, no, I got the machine. I put it on the diagnostics, and it comes up like with a checklist of stuff that we need to go through to make sure that your, your car is functioning properly. How many know faith sometimes needs to go through a checklist just to make sure you're operating and functionally properly in faith? So what we're going to do is we're going to kind of look at it and go, oh, wait a minute. Maybe I got to change some stuff about what I'm doing and get myself over to faith. Okay? Is that all right? I think today's really cool because I think what it is, it's a different perspective. You know what's funny? You ever, you ever, you ever I went to, um, a, there's a mountain thing in Atlanta. You know, you walk up the thing. You know, I don't know what they call that place, but I went, you know, I go, I go with Bishop. Yeah, that thing. I walked up the thing, you know, one time. And they're like, oh, let's, let's walk up. You know, you walk up one way. It's kind of like one trail, but you walk up another way, it's a little bit more difficult. And you walk up this way, it's difficult. And you walk up that way, it's a little bit easier. You know, there's many sides to a mountain. And sometimes the journey we go up, when you change it, you get a better perspective. You get a better view. You get a better angle at it. And you go, oh, okay, maybe there's some adjustments I need to be making in my faith to help me operate at a greater level. Now, here's one of the most important things we need to do because we've got to look at the Word of God. Look what it says in Romans 1.17. This gospel shows how God made people right. God made people right with faith. These scriptures say, this is how you do it when you trust and believe in it. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. Boom. Let's take this. I want you to look at Hebrews 11. One in the NLT. I read in the NLT because I kind of, kind of felt like it kind of gave me a better perspective on it, just looking at a different angle. And I got a lot of pictures for you today, so you could take. You just, I like it when you guys take out your phone and take a picture of it. It's kind of cool. I think it's kind of comical. You can go back and flash through them, right? Faith shows us the reality of what we hope for. Is that okay? For for right, it is what the evidence of things we cannot see. So that is that. Not, that's not any easy. That's an easy definition, right? Faith. Gives us a reality of what we hope for. Where do we get hope from? The Word of God. And it is the evidence of things we cannot see. Is that okay? Everybody got that? So faith is the reality of things that are not seen. Isn't that cool? Faith, so, so just write this down. Point one, per se, or whatever you want to call it. Faith is confident assurance of things we do not see. That's simple. That's what faith is. Things that people cannot see, you see. And when you see, and that's like, it's funny, I got the team here today. So what happens with you guys, right? It's a perfect analogy. Coach sees something, and he tries to convey what he sees to you to get you to see it. That's vision. That's vision, man. And let me tell you something right now. The law of vision, when the law of vision, the law of focus, and the law of faith come together, nothing can be stopped. 
there's three laws. I got business guys I coach. I go in there, you drop me in the company, the first thing I talk about, law, Tony, law of vision. Because people think discipline, listen to me, this is good. You're going to like this. People think discipline is the key. Discipline doesn't work without vision. It's a biblical principle. Because the Bible says without a vision, the people perish. One definition says without vision, there's no restraint. Which means there's no guardrails. Which means there's no discipline. So discipline for discipline's sake does not work without vision. Vision comes first. Vision clear with the law of faith. You understand me? The law of faith's in the end. But if you get the law of focus, most people can't focus. And the world's all screwed up. They don't know how to think. You're on these dings all day. Blah, blah, blah. We're all shot out. You got to get rid of these things and focus. Law of vision, law of focus, law of faith, nothing can be stopped. I don't care who you are. You can't stop it. They're, they're God's laws. God's laws changes earth laws. You got that? So we get those going. But here's what I need you to see, right? Boom. What did it say? This thing. Faith is confident assurance of things we do not see. We got that? So things we do not see come from the word of God because that is the most, what? That's the material we're using. We call faith. Right? Now, here's what I want to do today, and I want you to get this. So faith is that. Okay? So what happens? Now, what's the opposite of faith? Fear. Okay? So today, I want to get fear conscious, but I want you to see what fear looks like. Because if you see what fear looks like, you can get out of it quick and get back to faith. Ain't that good? So what happens when you see through the eyes of fear? And there's a great story in the Bible Right? In Numbers 13, when they're told to go spy out the land, and look what it says here, right? And spying out the land in Numbers 13. They got the scripture up there, 1331, I think it was, right? And 32. But yeah, 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 here we go. But the other men who had explored the land with him disagreed. We cannot go up against them. Now, let me give you the backstory, okay? These are the children of Israel. They're all messed up. A lot of you know this story, right? They were told, hey, listen, I'm taking you out of land to Egypt. I'm taking you to a better place. I'm taking you to promised land. I'm taking you to land flowing milk and honey. I'm taking you to the best place possible. But how many of you know, sometimes getting to the place God is taking you to is inconvenient to your flesh. You know what I mean? You guys, get, you guys are going to get a lot today, right? It's kind of like, hey, we're going here, and it's going to be better. It don't, practice don't feel better. <laughs> Grinding it out doesn't feel better. Working hard does you oh, we got a brand new job for you. You're going to love it. You got a brand new job. Now they, they didn't tell you all the stuff you got to get through to get there. Everything sounds great until you start putting the work in and start doing it, right? Oh, it's going to be better. We got a promotion for you, Keith. You're going to run the whole thing. Now you got more problems than you had six weeks ago, but God's trying to take you somewhere better. Remember when you got the promotion at work? Come on, amen. Everybody say amen. amen. You're not amening me good. I know you're a little tired, but catch up. Come on, right? This is going to be great. 20 more new employees that don't do nothing all day, and you're, gonna, and you're paying them. Right? Remember at work when they told you it's going to be great? We're going to give you, we're going to give you a brand new title. What's the new title you got? Well, you're going to be the CEO. Ain't this great? Go be a business owner. This is going to be wonderful. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, they didn't tell you all the work. Nobody told you about all the drama. Nobody told you you work seven days a week. Phone never stops ringing. Come on, guys. Put it in natural perspective of life. Oh, it's going to be better. You're going to make more money. It's going to be great. You're going to make more money. You're starting to look at how much money you're making compared to the drama you got. And some of you are like, I don't need the money that bad. I need the peace, man. I don't, I don't, I don't need that demon-possessed person in Cuba with goal seven calling me no more. You know what I'm talking about. I'm being funny, but you get what I'm saying. It's always better, but in the middle of it, sometimes it doesn't seem like it's better. It doesn't seem like this is easy. It doesn't seem like this is fun. And that's all they were doing. But God loves them so much, he's trying to take them to a better place. And he said, hey, it's going to be great. And look at their response. Look at their what? But the other men who explored the land with them, they disagreed. Wow. Right? Sometimes don't we do that? We disagree with God's plan. Here's God's plan, and here's my plan, and my plan don't feel like it's God's plan. And I'm like, God, I don't agree that this is good for me. God said, I'm taking you to a land that's good. And he like, uh, I don't know how good this is. Have you ever been there? We all been there, man. <laughs> right? I'm telling you, oh, it, it's going to be a good. And you're like, it don't feel good. <laughs> it don't look good. It don't sound good. But if you said good, maybe it'll be good. Remember when you got married? 
<laughs> this is going to be good. Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right. Look, don't get mad. Remember that job? It's going to be good. Come on, right? Coming in this church? Yeah, right. Some of you are like, oh, you felt the warm butterflies in the beginning. Now you got to put up with me? I'm like, coach, man, I don't play no games, man. I come get you. Make you win, right? Everybody like, they go, they're like, I call it the country club. You could, you could use this, coach. Feel free. I, I call it, you ain't at the country club church here. I got big boys, big girls. You're going to work in here. You got to put the work in. You know what I mean? You ain't want all that easy, oh, I want to go. Praise God where it's good. No, man, you got to put the work in. Christianity's work. Amen. Nobody want to tell you this in church. Like, just come. How do you feel? You know, you feel comfortable? <laughs> no, I'm not here to make you comfortable. I'll make you your conqueror. You don't be a conqueror around here. Hallelujah. God's a warrior, man. You win. Amen. You got to be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. That's right. No baby. Jesus is a superhero, man. People got Jesus walking around like he's some pansy. He ain't no pansy. No punk neither. He's a warrior. Strong in the Lord and the power of his might. He's strong, man. Put the world on his back and carried it. Come on, man. You get me? You know what I'm saying? Christianity's not for weak people. It's for strong people doing exploits. Come on. Don't get me off my notes here. Keep me going. Right, look what it said. All right, right. We cannot go against them because they are stronger than we. Look at third Duke. So they spread this bad report about the land among the Israelites. The land we traveled through and explored will devour anyone who goes to live there. And all the people we saw were huge. That's the sound of fear. God said you could take the land. They couldn't even see the land. Because all they saw was the problems in it. And here is the number one point I want you to do. Point number one, I got a lot of them today. Write this down. What happens when we see through fear? We start exaggerating the negative things of life. That's what we start doing. We start exaggerating the negative. God, God didn't say it was going to be bad like that. They decided it was going to be bad like that. Are you hearing this? Are you seeing this? Try to take a picture. I'm getting my big head in the way. They, we start, what? Okay, now, oh, that's the children of Israel. No, this is you. What happens when we don't see things the way God sees? We start exaggerating everything negative that's going on. Nothing ever works out for me. Come on, guys. You know what I'm saying, right? Uh, what's next going to go wrong? Come on. Come on. Come on. What do we do, right? Become negative nillies about everything going on because why? Things ain't working. Now, somebody say, well, that ain't me. Well, trust me, one of these are you. You'll find you sooner or later. Why? And that's what fear starts doing. It starts being negative about everything. Starts not being positive about stuff. Starts becoming a mess. Why is that so important? Because we have to understand this. Listen, if you're not careful, you'll start becoming negative about the positive God is trying to bring you to because it's not always simple to get from where you are to where God wants you to be. And it's not an immediate process. It's going to take some time in between. And in the time in between, don't get weary in the well-doing. Boom. Here's the next thing I want you to see is check this out. Watch this as we go. What starts happening if you're not careful is we start... We start seeing things in the wrong lens. We're not, we don't understand stuff. And I want you to look at this in Numbers 13, 33. This is really a big one for me. Even when they were there, these will happen with the guys. Even when we what? We saw the giants, the descendants of Anka. What happened to them? They felt like grasshoppers. And that's what they thought. And guess what? And that's what they thought too. So your inward image, this is big. The way you perceive yourself inside, and this is laws. Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. These guys think we're a grasshopper, and then everybody around them said, oh, do you look at the grasshoppers coming. So what does that mean? The way you see yourself internally is a law that you project externally. So if you think you're a champion, you play like a champion. And the guy looking in front of you knows, I'm standing against a champion today. It's a law. These are scriptural laws that are universal laws. They're God's words, the highest authority. So what happened was this. They thought, oh, we're grasshoppers. And the next thing is what? The enemy said, they thought they're grasshoppers too. 
So if you got that wrong mentality, even though you're not saying something, even though you ain't walking it and talking it, it's projecting an image externally to everyone around you. So here's point number two right there. Take a snapshot of this. You start underestimating your own ability. Now, you might not like that, but I like it. Because guess what? God said you could do all things through Christ who strengthens you. It is your ability kicking in. We're not trying to do this without God, but I got news for you. The way you see you and carry you is the way the enemy sees you, and you have ability given to you by God to do great things. Why would you not take it? When you're standing in, when you're out of faith, you start underestimating what you can do. You start second-guessing the plan, the dream, the purpose. You see what I'm saying? You start, you start underestimating who you are. You start underestimating what you can do and possibly become. That's what starts happening. You say, well, I'm in faith. Well, if you start underestimating your ability, your faith might be slipping. Got to watch this stuff. Got to be careful because God said they were able. God gave them the power. God gave them the ability. And God gave them what? God gave them the ability to overcome. Look at Numbers 14.1. These are just little highlights we see. Then all the people of the land started what? Weeping aloud and they cried all night long. Why is that? Because they got mad. But here's number three I want you to know. What, what happens when you get in fear? We allow our emotions to get the best of us. Now how many know your emotions are real but you cannot be led by your emotions? If you start slipping in faith, your emotions start getting the best of you. That's why, right, what happens, right? Hey, got to keep your head clear, because if you keep your head clear, you can what? You cannot be emotionally driven. But isn't this one of the greatest problems me and you have? We get emotional, right? Well, I'm mad or I'm upset. Now, everybody has, everybody knows this. You have emotions, right? But you cannot be governed by your emotions, your emotions are what? Uh, well, well, you know, how long is this going to take? Come on, starts, you know what happens with this stuff. I don't got to tell you a hundred times, right? Now we're emotional responders instead of faith reachers. We're responding out of our emotions. That's what they did. They cried on and on. You know what they cried about? Verse number two. Look at 14.2. It'll explain it. And all the children of Israel murmured against Moses and Aaron and the whole congregation said, would God have let us die in the land of Egypt? It would be better to be dead. <laughs> God is taking them to the promised land of success and these guys are saying what? It's just a little rain. Calm down. It's not the glory of God coming. <laughs> Chill out. It's all good. You ain't going to get wet. Come on. Trust me, I'm keeping you longer than this. You will not be getting wet. Come on. Are you here? What happens though? You, emo you emotionally get messed up, and the next thing is what? It, I, don't, I don't like this. Four, we start complaining. Write it down. Take a picture of it. Complaining is an expression of fear, guys. You better write that down. Oh, murmuring, mur how about murmuring? You know what murmuring is? Let me tell the football team what murmuring is because they need to know this. This is what God calls murmuring. Coach is like, hey, we're going to run today. Stuff you don't hear? Like, I ain't picking on you guys. I love you guys, right? Co Coach talk about go do this. He's like, your mom and dad tell you to clean your room? Somebody on the end over there? What happened? <laughs> All you guys don't laugh, right? Your wife tells you what about the garage? Stop the murmuring, right? Come on, stop the complaining, right? I seen that nudge. I seen that little nudge. He too busy fishing, so it's all right. Come on, praise God, right? No, but you get what I'm saying. What do we? But this is the reality, true, right? These are these are fear points. I start complaining. I start getting too emotional, and then what I do? I start really, I'm complaining. I start complaining. You want to know what? And I'm not picking on you guys, but I'm just telling. Why do we complain? Because we don't think it's working out the way God said it should be working out or our perception. So instead of embracing the ride, we start complaining about the ride because we don't feel like it's what? Fair. But is God taking me to a better place? Yes, he is. And this is the big one. And here's the big one. And here's a massive problem. What happens if we do not get this stuff in check? Point number five, we eventually start doubting the process of our success. 
you better take a picture of that one, because that one, that's like money in the bank right there. Right? Take a picture of that. The problem that starts happening is we start eventually doubting the process of success for our life. Look at that. Don't miss that. And guys, you got to understand that. Everybody, like the team, you guys got this. Today's really geared. It's helping these guys, right? There's a process. Does that make sense? There's a process that's implemented to help you get from where you are to where God wants you to be, just like coach is doing, just like God has done. He's on you from A to B, but here's the problem. We don't like the process. This, you ain't, you, look, you guys are on Team Jesus. He's like, I'm taking you from A to B, but how many know the process is uncomfortable? Did you get that? Everything that's good. God takes Elijah from the book, from the brook to the pro- uncomfortable. God takes the apostle Paul, right, uh, from, 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 from shot out to success, uncomfortable. God takes the Peter from a guy that can't do it to a guy that can do it, uncomfortable. Everybody in the Bible, look at Jesus, man. He's the epitome of it. You are this, and I'm making you that. Guess what? There's a process. The process in between is sometimes painful. Process is not comfortable. Process is not convenient. Process, process is not exciting to my flesh. The process is a nightmare, but where is God taking me? To a better place. Now here's what starts happening. Just pop that up there one more time. Let them look at five. We eventually start doubting the process of success for our life. And what do we start saying? I don't like this thing. I don't like it. And the next thing you know is instead of being a person of faith, we're persons of unbelief, we're persons of doubt, we're, this is careful. So I got to watch. If I, so what am I doing? I'm looking at this like a diagnostic report. This is a safeguard. I'm starting to doubt the process, right? So, oh, is, really, is running really going to make me, yeah, it is. But you can't see that in the beginning of running. Is working out every day going to get, yeah, you don't see that in the beginning of it because it don't, I, I'm doubting the process. I don't see the change. You know, remember Mr. Miyagi? You know what I'm saying? Remember, remember, paint the fence. Joker's like, you got me like, bro, I'm going to, remember when he got mad? He's like, paint the fence. Wax the car. Daniel's on. Wax the car. Paint the fence. Right, remember? Well, he's like, man, I'm just a janitor around here, bro. Come on, coach. Run the drills. Bounce the basketball. Shoot the shots. Right? Wax on, wax on. Coach, this things. Game, game on the line, though, you got to shoot. Let me see it. I'm a janitor. What miss me? Hey, Denza, wax on. Wow, wow, wow. Now he's a ninja. It sounds crazy in the midst of it, but the pro- don't doubt the process. Oh, you don't know what I'm talking about? Get up and pray every day. I don't think this is, I'm going to throw a chair, man. I don't think this is working. I don't think this is working. Praying the Holy I don't think this is working. Read the Bible. I don't think this is working. Go to church. I don't think this is working. Give. I don't think it's working. Pray. I don't think it's working. And then one day the enemy shows up. Pray. And he's backing up. That's an amen from heaven. Come on. Right? Pray. And it's working. And next thing you know, you prosper, and you're having success, and you got the job, and you got that better marriage, and you got that kid working right, and you got stuff going right. In the beginning of it, don't look like none of it's working. And then everybody, how long is this going to take? How do I know? Who cares? Don't stop the grind just because you don't see no change at work. And let me tell you something, you at church. This is the, the book's the truth, man. If you just stay in the truth, you will succeed. Just don't doubt the process. Because everybody doubts the process. Now, do this for me. Stop. Real quick. It's okay to go back. Sometimes the Bible makes like going back negative. But you got to go back sometimes. Remember, go back to something you put the work in for. And right now in your mind, go back and say, man, when we had to buy into the process, it didn't look. But look at that thing. It did work. Go back in your mind. Go there. Maybe it was like starting a company, taking the job, starting that marriage, believing a dream, doing something big, right? It was like process. And now, like, hey, I did, and it did produce starting that business. It's working. It's working. Come on, you seen this? We say, I don't see it working. And some of you, I told you this, man. 
Ride the edge, bro. Some of you better ride this. You better get, catch my, if you catch my spirit, you'll catch me. Right? Get so far out, the only person that can help you is God. Just be out there all by yourself with Jesus. You know what I'm saying? You got a ball, get out. Man, I'm so far out, ain't nobody can catch me but God. I'm so deep. Earth will swallow me up if it wasn't for God. You know what I'm saying? Like, dream bigger. Dreaming too small. Dream bigger. Dream so big you scare yourself with it. Dream so big that when, I'm, you understand me? That when you wake up, you scare you. Because it's so big, I'm freaking myself out even thinking thoughts like this. Why not you? You know what I'm saying? Dream so big. That you just, you, you know, if God doesn't get into it, it cannot happen. Be so far on the edge that the only one that can catch you is God. Okay, you no, know, Peter was a little goofy, but Peter walked on water. You know what I mean? When Peter got back to the boat, they were laughing at him. Look, you sank in the lake. Be like, no, oh, bro, I walked on water. You didn't. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? A little bit. Like, I might have sunk, but at least I got out of the boat. Everybody's a critic of you, but they don't want to get out of the boat. They don't want to sit in the boat. Row, row, row your boat. Nonsense. Walk on water, baby. I might have sank in the lake, but I'll get better at walking on water. I might not have worked out. Oh, everybody, failure ain't final. Sometimes you fail in life. It's okay. You know what? Failing ain't bad. You understand what I'm saying? It's not really that bad. Because at least you tried. A bunch of people critics of your life. Didn't do nothing, and they're critiquing you walking out. Guess what? I'll get better at it. I'll figure it out. I'll keep chopping wood till I get it right. Okay? Don't get stuck in this mentality. Overcome it. So here's the good news. That's what it looks like. So what happens when we see through the eyes of faith? Put that up there. That's the question now, because I'm not supposed to look through those other eyes. Those are just navigators and locators of where I don't want to be. What happens when I start looking through the eyes of faith? Well, I'm glad you asked. A lot of things change. One of the most important things you can understand when you start looking through faith, faith has a walk, faith has a talk, faith has an idea, faith has a swagger. You know what I mean by that? You know what I'm saying by a swagger? Faith has a, a you know what I mean by a swagger? Now, look, I'm going to talk about, like, you know, the kids are all, like, you got to have drip and all this stuff, and I'm not trying to be cool, but you understand what I'm saying. You got you to look, faith's got a voice. Faith ain't shaking. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Faith's got a sound. Faith's got a look. Faith's got a feel. You ever get around somebody with faith? They scare you. You know what I'm saying? You ever get around business guys? They just scare you like they're such visionaries. I got buddies. Oh, my God. I got buddies, and I got, I got guys around me. They, their faith, they, they don't even have biblical faith. They just got business faith. It's scary. I was like, man, you heard what? You know, it just blows your mind that somebody can go. I had one guy, the other day, I was telling Gigi, I think I was telling G or what he is. I was telling you, I said, the other day, he said, oh, yeah, 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 I designed that on a napkin. I was like, what? Yeah, yeah, I just started drawing it out. I drew all this thing, the community thing. And I said, my God in heaven. I said, bro, where's that inside of you? Yeah, I just did it. I'm looking at I'm like baffled that you could actually just see like that. People of vision have a weird kind of sight. They just see things. They got faith. If you got faith for something, you could see it. Yeah, you already see it. And when you already see it, you could become it. But if you cannot conceive it, you cannot create it. So you got to get there in your internal and your visual. The external will change once the internal has provided the picture. See what I'm saying? So what do you start understanding if you start seeing through the eyes of faith? Point number one, look at it right up there. You start believing that all things are possible. You better get a picture of that. What happens when you see through faith? And you know where that is, Luke chapter 1, right? They'll show you in a minute, though. Yeah, let me just read. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. Can you pop point number one up there again? Thanks, you're doing so good. I know, they're taking pictures. I love it when they take pictures of this stuff. Because then you can keep it in your phone. You flip through it. One day, you may be having a down day and just flip through it. Right? Here's what you start doing. If you start, you start understanding all things are possible. You start believing anything's possible for you. Why not me? Why not now? Why not this year? Why not me? Why not have the best year of my life? Why not you? Why not now? Why not this year? Everybody, why, why not? Why not you? Why not? What? Nothing's impossible to him that believes. So what do you believe? 
If you don't say, well, my life's all based on other, no, your life's based on your belief system. Whatever you believe, you can become. That's the law. So ask yourself the question, what do I believe? What do you believe about your future? Because what you believe about your future will become your future. That's the truth. You can, listen, guys, I'll tell you this. Today is just the harvest of yesterday. Nobody's changing their tomorrow by anything but what they do today. Because you don't have tomorrow. Tomorrow has never been seen. Has anyone ever seen tomorrow? No, because it always shows up as today. So all you got is 24. And this is the problem with people. They can't break that 24 up. I like breaking it up into blocks. Because if I can get you working on you every hour, every hour a day, if I can get you to work on something about you, in, 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 in days I can change your future. Because if I could change what you, I could change what you feel, I could change what you think, I could change everything. If I can get you new truth, we can reprogram you. It's a law, man. See, this is what you got to do. You got to take, stop taking days. If you get good, you can discipline it down to 15-minute blocks that you keep your thinking. Your focus is important. This is how you're supposed to do it. Let me show you how to start working on this. You got eight hours a day of solid thinking, let's say. Every hour, if you do something to build a confidence within you from the word of God, you'll change your future. Take it in hour blocks. Because all you got is today. You want to change tomorrow? Today is just the harvest of yesterday. What you do today is the seed of your future for your tomorrow. The only voice that your future can hear are the seeds you sow today. That's a law, man. Whatsoever a man sows, that shall he reap. It's a law, man. You cannot change it. Sowing and reap. He said forever. Genesis chapter 8, he said seed time and harvest shall forever remain in the earth. You can't change that law. So that's why, that's why it's big. Like here's young people need to learn this. Whatever you do, Luke will tell you, I, I tell him all the time, I said, trust me, your sin will find you out. That's a law. It's not a great thing to know, but it's true. And two, I've been telling these guys this, and it's not trying to pick on these guys, but what? Whatsoever you sow, that shall you reap. So if you sow good seed, you will reap good seed. If you sow bad seed, you're going to reap bad seed. You can't break the law. It's a law on the earth. You see this stuff? So what do you understand in life? That my future is basically designed. Now let me tell you something about people. People think, oh, I don't know what's coming. You create what's coming. By what you do today. You better get this stuff, man. Oh, Pastor Chris, you think you're right? I know I'm exactly right. I'm biblically right. If I'm biblically right, I'm right because it's God. I, t- I, t- I told you, I'm like the Amazon guy. I just drop off packages, man. That's all I do. I'm a delivery boy. Really, all I am is a glorified delivery boy. <laughs> That's it. Dropping off packages, man. Receive them. Nothing is poss- impossible to him that believeth. He got a different kind of concept about what can be done. That's what happens when you start seeing through eyes of faith. So let's put that in. We can do it. Come on, dream big. Go for it. Why not you? Come on, right? Why? Anything is possible with the Lord. Now that's a different idea, right? When you start seeing through the eyes of faith, you're going to see another thing over here. And you're like this. Put this down. Number two, when you start seeing through the eyes of faith, you start believing what you speak will come to pass. That's what happens. Faith's got a voice. Oh, prove it to me, preacher. Real simple. Mark eleven twenty three. 23. Let them take the picture. We don't got to go there right away, but then you can look at it. Take the picture and then look at Mark eleven twenty three. Give them a minute. We're okay. I'm not going to keep you all day. You see it? For verily I say unto you. There's a law, biblical law. What did I say? That whosoever, how many, look at your neighbor say, you a whosoever. Come on, look at your other neighbor and say, you whosoever. You whosoever. Come on. Whosoever shall what? Say unto the mountain, the obstacle, the problem, the situation. Be thou removed, be thou cast in the sea. Shall not down his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever. You're going to have what God says. Amen. And read it. He said, he shall have whatsoever 
Read it. He says, wait a minute, wait a minute. You just tell me you're going to have, you're going to have what you say. You ain't getting this. We're going to do it slow. I ain't picking on you because you're religiously brainwashed the wrong way. I'm reprogramming you. Go back to the beginning of Mark 11, 23 and 24. We understand that we should, okay, guys, you notice, we should only be saying what God wants us to say, biblically. But I got news for you. Find some scriptural proof for what you want and say it, and you're going to have what you say. Because if you find prosperity, prosperity got a lot of different meanings to a lot of different people in this place. You find healing, you find favor, you find blessed, you find good marriage, good family. You got a lot of speaking out of those promises. And it's different to the what? The lips of other people. It's going to sound different. You know what I'm saying by that? Does that make sense? Like, you're like, hey, I'm believing. So it's got to be where you. Now look what it says, Mark 11, 23, 4. Go slow. Read it from the beginning. It's going to help you. She pop it up. For verily, I say unto you. You to you. Okay, that whosoever, I'm a whosoever, shall say into the mountain. Mountains are obstacles. Mountains are things. What he's saying is this. You can say to an object, because obviously we ain't walking out speaking to mountains. Maybe some of you got to move a mountain. I do not have to move a mountain, so whatever. But unless you got some kind of land developing thing, get over it. He's talking about stuff. Okay, say unto the thing, be thou what? And be thou cast in the sea. Shall not down his heart. But what does he do? Stop. Shall believe that those things he says. You got to believe what you speak or don't say it. You got to believe what you speak or don't say it. But shall believe whatsoever he says. He shall have whatsoever. What's it say right there? He shall have whatsoever. So you're going to have what you say. What you've been saying. It's the law. That's what you're going to have. I can't do it. Every time you say you can't do it, you don't have capacity to do it. That's the law. And if you don't think you can, just say I can do all things. You're going to be fancy. Just say I can do it. He, he, he designs it, lays it out. I can do it. You might not know how and when, but I can do it. That's why you got to do this stuff. I'm talking to you too. Where you at? I don't know if we can do this. You can do all things. Just don't get it coming out of your mouth. What are you going to have? What you say. So you got to believe what you speak. He can have whatsoever. Shall not doubt in his heart, but believes what he says shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he says. Yeah, that's the law of faith. I'm believing what I'm speaking. And I'm, I am believing what I am speaking, and I am only speaking what I believe. Now you're changing your world. Now you got faith to move mountains. Now you can turn things around. That's important, right? Look at this. Point number three. I'm almost done. Here we go. Boom. We take our levels of life to a whole new place. Let me read it the way I wrote it. It's up there, number three. We take our lives to a greater level of expectation. That's what starts happening, man. When you get into faith, you got great expectation. Amen. And you know what's funny? I think this is really, really good because expectation of life goes to a whole other level when you become a first in a place. What are you expecting? You know what I mean? A lot of time your expectation is so not in the right place, we don't expect anything anymore. And therefore, because we don't expect nothing, we don't see nothing. Expectation is a law. You got to expect it to get better. You got to expect it to be what it needs to be. You got to expect it. The Bible's full of expectation. Hope leads to expectation, leads to great exploits. You know what I mean? And I think one of the things that's kind of kind of good about this is, you know, we could look at uh, the Ephesians three twenty. You know what I mean? And I thought that was good. And they put it now, all glory to God who is able through His mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might think or ask or right there change your life look at that right now now glory to god who is able to do what what's he able to do through his mighty power what can he do now all glory to god who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish what infinitely more than we might ask or, come on, that's you. 
He can do exceedingly and abundantly above all you ask or think. Why? Because he's God and he's got you. Isn't that good news? Come on, man. Elevating your ex. Write this down. I must elevate. Everybody say this. I must elevate my expectation. What are you expecting? Yeah. Business. When I was in business, right, I'm still in business, but not like that. But I, I used to expect that thing to work. I expected the phone to ring. I did not expect to come home and not have calls. I knew. I said, man, I might be just starting this thing, but I'm going I'm I'm to get home. That, that, we used to have them tape to tape. Remember, remember the, some of you, I'm really dating myself. You kids ain't going to remember. But back in the day when you had an answer machine, you used to have to hold the button down with the little tape, little tape recorder thing. And I went, hi, this is me. Blah, 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 blah. Call me up and get me. Boom. Click, right? Go back. You play. You sound like an idiot, right? Inner ear, outer ear. I used to go home with Tony. I used to look for them numbers beeping, like four. You know, that little red light used to have four calls. I'm like, five. I'd picture them numbers in my head. Four, five, six. There's going to be calls when I get home. I'm expecting. Boom. I hear, hey, here we need you. Praise God. I expected something to happen. I expected something to get. I, now I expect things to happen. I expect, I expect, I expect stuff. I'm, I'm dreaming with expectation. I'm expecting good things. Some of you expect it. Oh, God, I don't want to get up tomorrow. What bad thing's going to happen? Yeah, that's what you're going to get. Goofball, cut it out. Stop it. Only thing that happens is good things. Goofy people, you know what I mean? Like, oh, God, I'm... Oh, God, stop. Cut it out. Oh, my God, I can't even... Sometimes people just wear you out, don't they? You know, if you don't know no better, that's one thing. But you guys know better. Please help me, okay? Are you here? Look, I'm done. I got one more point. You know what I'm saying? Look, we all do it. Sometimes, sometimes I like to say this. Y'all, you guys get stinking thinking, and next thing you got potty mouth. I don't mean you cussing, but your mouth starts talking negative and all this stuff. You get, when your thinking's wrong, your speaking's wrong. So if your speaking's wrong, your thinking's wrong. So your mouth is just, your mouth, really what your mouth is, is an illumination of what's inside your heart. So you got to make sure, you got to be careful. Now, we can change your fruit real quick. You know what I mean by that? The fruit of your lips. We just get you thinking right, you start speaking right. That's all. Think it, speak it. If you don't speak right, you ain't thinking right. See what I'm saying? But here's the big day. What are you expecting, man? You guys, you got to expect to win every game, man. You know what I'm saying? That? Undefeated season. Now, don't listen to the guy in the back over there because he's going to try to tell you some stuff. It's unbelief. Don't listen to him. Coach Joe's over there. You know he's hiding back there. He got. He gonna come get you. Don't worry. Back, he already. He already got an idea about some stuff. I'm playing. You guys gotta laugh. But come on, you guys gotta lighten up because you're like nine o'clock now. A little slow with the you know amen and, and a real real like waking me work because I you know I've been working hard today, right? Look, but are you getting what I'm saying? You gotta expect this. You guys don't. Get, do you, if you're a business, you don't get up and go. I guess it's gonna be no. It's gonna be. I'm gonna sell everybody I call today. We're gonna win every game we play. Monday ain't going to be Monday. Monday's going to feel like Saturday. Come on, you know what I'm saying? Expectation. You got to prepare your mind for where your future is going. And the last point, look at this. I like this one. What happens when you see through the eyes of faith? We are given the ability to overcome every single obstacle life might bring us. Ain't that good? Ain't that good? Get a picture of that one, right? When you're seeing through the eyes of faith, I'm unstoppable. Did you get that? Yeah, we got a little problem in our marriage. Don't worry about it. You're going to be all right. Yeah, we got a little problem with the money. Don't worry about it. God's working on it. We got ain't nothing taking me out. I'm the undefeated heavyweight champion in the world. Next person steps in the ring with me, they get knocked out. It's a mentality, a champion mentality, a winner mentality, a faith mentality, Jesus mentality. Jesus say, Jesus is the undefeated champion in the world. Never lost a battle in his life. And he ain't about to start now with you. He got you. Undefeated. Jesus is the undefeated heavyweight champion in the world. Nobody gets in the ring with him and he don't win. Come on. He's your God. He's with you. He's got you. What, you're not going to win? Come on, man. You ain't going to win? Who, who could beat you? He already beat everybody. Destroyed them all. You win. You definitely win. Look at this scripture I found in 2 Corinthians 1. He said, we are pressed on every side by troubles. But we ain't crushed 
You might press me, but you ain't crushing me. <laughs> I'm perplexed, but I am not in despair. <laughs> Look at this. Oh, my God. We are hunted down, but never abandoned by God. We get knocked down. We are not destroyed. My God in heaven. Why? He's going to get you out. Nothing that life throws at me is bigger than me. Nothing that life brings can defeat me. And I want you to remember this. When you start walking and operating through the hand of I told him in the morning service, I'll tell you real quick. I think about a story in the Bible and I'm done. I, I, I think about a story in the Bible to change your life. There's a guy named Jay Iris, right? And, and, and he's got this daughter and she's sick. And it's a wrap, so just catch this quick. We're going to go fast. And I said, man, Jairus comes to Jesus and said, Jesus, look, man, I got a daughter. She's home. She's sick. She's dying. Will you come to my house and heal her? Jesus says, let's go. Jairus is jacked, man. He's shot out. Like, Jesus coming to my house. This kid's getting up. And they start going. And on the midst of going, there's a woman with the issue of blood. Y'all know her story. She was holding the place. She was messed up. Spent all she had. She couldn't get a miracle. And she said this. She said, if I could touch that Jesus, if I could just touch him. She said, I could touch the hem of his garment. I could be made whole. That's not in the Bible. That was her confession of faith. That was her place of contact. That was her point of contact. If I can get to him and just touch his jacket, I know I could be well. And the Bible says that while they're going to Jairus' house, she pushes through the crowd and she touches him. She touches just like the hem. Mama's got a thing. Just a hem. It's a hem. It's, an, it's like a, a hem. If I could just touch the hem, boom, and power leaves his body. Jesus, you don't know the story. Jesus goes this. Power left me. Who touched me? disciples go you gotta be kidding me there's a million people here who touched you how do i know who touched you god how do we know jesus we don't know he said no somebody touched me with the hand of faith and pulled something out of it and the lady came and she fell before him and she said it was me he said daughter your faith make you whole Jairus is done he's messed up we're going to my house i just seen a miracle in my own eyes we're going to go there when we get there he's going to do this i don't know what he's going to do but my kid's getting up and the person from Jairus's house comes and interrupts the meeting and goes like this don't bother the master your daughter's dead all hope's gone. Fear shows up. And Jesus says these words. He says, do not be afraid. And he paused when he said, I could see Jesus. In my mind, this is how it looks. There's the great miracle that happens right here. And here comes somebody with a report. And the report's not great. Your daughter's dead. Comes to bring it. And Jesus goes like this. He goes, Jairus, do not be afraid. And I think Jesus kind of did like this. Kind of did like this. What you gonna do, Jairus? Because what you believe is what I'm gonna be able to do. And if you can't believe something can change, it won't. I need you to cooperate with me. So what do you want to do? And Jairus said, I believe. And Jesus said, Let's go. Gets to the house, they're weeping, they're crying, they're screaming, they don't know what's going on. And Jesus said to him, He said, Leave the house. I'm here to do my work. Walks in the room and says, Daughter, get up. She gets up. Boom, miracle takes place. But here's what I wanted to know where was the interruption of the miraculous? Was if Jairus did not have the ability to believe the impossible. And every single time you and I cannot believe the impossible, we interrupt the miracles of God. This is more about us just believing what we don't understand. And I'm going to tell you something right here right now. And you just trust me because I know what I'm telling you. You don't have to understand it. Just believe it. You don't have to know when. Just believe it. You might not have to, every detail of it. I don't have details about a lot of things. I just got to believe. And sometimes with the only little bit of faith I have, all I tell him is, I believe you. I don't understand you. But I believe you. I don't know what's going on, but I still believe you. And even though I don't understand what I'm feeling right now, I'll believe you. A lot of this comes down to us just believing the impossible. But once we believe the impossible, it just became possible. Because as long as you can believe, He can intervene. Don't stop believing. Come on. Close your eyes. Father, today, I believe you. I don't understand you, but I believe you. I can't tell you what's going on, but I believe you. I might not know everything, but I know I believe you. If you look over down from heaven, you're going to see me believing you. That's one thing I can guarantee you. Thank you for taking their place of faith to a whole other level. 
In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Just keep your heads bowed and your eyes closed for just a minute. Because anytime we're in this place, we never want to let people leave without having the opportunity to make sure their hearts are right with Jesus. See, God loved you so much that he gave his life for you. He sent his only son so that you never have to be alone. I said this, he separated himself from his son so he never had to be separated from you. And the Bible tells us that if you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth, you will be saved, which means that you have a relationship with God and that one day you will go to heaven. But here on earth, it means that you have someone right beside you who will never leave you and who will never forsake you. You have someone to help you when it's rough. You have someone that you can talk to when you're feeling all alone. You have someone to give you strength when you're weak. And I wanna ask you this morning, if you've never asked Jesus to be the Lord of your life, if you've never said, Jesus, come into my heart, no one's looking around. Everyone has their heads bowed. Everyone has their eyes closed. So this is just a moment for you. And I wanna ask you right now, if you'd like to make Jesus the Lord of your life, if you'd like to say yes to him today, would you just wave at me and just lift your hand and say, that's me this morning. Just say, I wanna make Jesus my Lord and my Savior, thank you. That's the greatest decision that you could ever make. That's the greatest decision that you could ever make. And I want us all to just say this together. Let's let all of us say this right now. Just say, dear Jesus, I believe in my heart that you are the Son of God. And I confess with my mouth that you are Lord. I ask you right now to come into my heart, come into my life. Forgive me of when I haven't followed you. But from this day forward, I choose to make you the Lord of my life. In Jesus' name I pray. And everyone said, amen and amen. Come on. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarnum. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, you can visit us at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. Thanks for listening.